Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're here going into the international break. It's Nick and me again. Uh, I'm also getting over a cold, so I do apologize for the extra nasally voice today. Uh, how you doing, Nick? Oh, I'm doing so good. I got a baby in the background, so please excuse any baby noises. I'm on a paternity leave right now, so trying to uphold the podcast and do baby stuff at the same time. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be an adventure. It always is with us. It's always an adventure. So, are you excited for the international break? Disappointed? How do you feel? The first international break of the season is always a buzzkill because you get a few game weeks into the season. You start rolling with your team, you look forward to the games every weekend, and then you have games that's like France versus Gibraltar, and like Switzerland versus, I don't know, the Faroe Islands or something like that, and so it's just really annoying to have that situation, kind of, yeah, it's, it, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's really like a, it's an FPL blue ball situation for me. I kind of agree. Like, the second break, I think, is a little bit better. But the first break, it's like, it just comes way too early every time. Yeah, why um, they got to do that to us? I don't know. It's just, like, life in general. Disappointing, right? So, um, basically, <laughs> you know... Life's not disappointing, feel... Jake. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Try to be... Are, are you here. feeling depressed right now? Do you need to uh, talk about some feelings or... Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I just always like the worst part is anytime I travel for like a vacation, I always get sick like right before or right after for whatever reason. My body's just like, oh, you finally aren't stressed out. Here's all the illnesses that you've been fighting off with your constant state of stress. Good, good here. Um, but I mean, where are you at like mentally for FPL? Has have do you feel like you've had a good season, mediocre season, or bad season to start? Shit, it's shit. I have a shit season, <laughs> terrible season. Okay. I I feel pretty bad too. And and the weird thing is, is like looking at the team, like I feel like I picked a good team. And looking at the underlying stats, I feel like I picked an even better team. And then I'm like, why am I like so bad? I like my team. I'm in the same boat as you, but I'm currently sitting at a overall rank of above three million, and that's oh, pretty depressing. Like I started the season at an OR of one million. I was like, okay. I can just continue to climb from here. This is a good starting point. And then next week it was 2 million, then it was 2.5, now it's at 3 million. So it's it's going in the opposite direction, but I'm encouraged. So in our kind of our mini league of guys who used to play soccer together, the guy who won the league last season, he finished in like the top 2k OR. He's currently last place in our our mini league. I don't know if you saw that, but um Yeah. Yeah, so like, I see that as maybe things will turn around. I think there's been a lot of uh, surprising performances from some some people who who came out of the the shadows, out of the cracks, and then there are some players who haven't Brighton. been performing. No. So yeah, yeah, Brighton. Everyone thought they were going to be terrible, and then turns out they're great. And then Mbumo <laughs> scores more points than Holland. So here we are, you know. Yeah, so let's talk about the prior game game week. Obviously, Holland is Holland. Um, I feel like your Liverpool team's kind of interesting now. They seem to be turning it around. Do you feel like that's just because they were at home, or do you think they're a team to kind of watch in the near future? They always play well at home. 
So that's okay. that's I mean it's a big factor when you're considering the players, but they have a nice little run of fixtures here for like the next I don't know seven game weeks where they have some tough games, but they also have some very winnable games. So I think it's from my perspective I want to have Liverpool players in my lineup. So currently I'm on a wild card. And oh boy, there it is. Yeah, the, so the I card. I pulled the trigger pretty early because. I saw my OR just dropping, 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 and I figured I needed to jump on some players like Mbumo and some other guys that haven't been in my squad. So I, I did pull the trigger, and I'm I'm looking at a FPL review. They have kind of like a wild card um, algorithm, so you can mm-hmm. set it up to give you a wild card team. So I did that, and there are no Chelsea players in the recommended team, and there are no Liverpool players in the recommended team. And I don't really know what that's about, because I feel like Chelsea... And Liverpool players have value moving forward, especially with the fixtures that they're they're coming up against. So I probably will just say like I don't like you, computer. I'm gonna choose my own path and end up you know failing miserably. But I have Salah and I have Luis Diaz. I think Salah for sure is gonna continue to bang and get returns. And then yeah. Darwin Nunez is another player who's um, kind of come on. He didn't start the first few games of the the season but since he's been playing more he's just gotten a lot of chances he's done a few darwin things you know where he's had yeah those shots and they've gone wide but he looks very dangerous so he'd be a player i'd be considering as well yeah and i agree with that i'm surprised neither of those guys are neither of those teams are in that um but you can argue that chelsea have continued to be pretty bad their leading defender isn't even Chilwell, which is a little bit weird it's uh Gusto and DeSassi. I mean, obviously, because Gusto had that crazy... He had, like, two assists and a clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think Chilwell's the best to own, and he's probably the only, like, long-term hold. But this is this is the way it goes, right? So you have a guy like Jackson, right? I started the season with this guy. You know, three one-point performances, with which really hurt. I feel like someone needs to tell him to stop. And they're all for, like, descent yellow cards. Like, yeah. One, okay. Two, uh, you're kind of pushing it. Three, it's like Poch like, needs to have a conversation with him. Control about that. that situation, yeah. Yeah, and obviously for my FPL team, you need to control that situation. Exactly. But then he's really only, yeah, he's really only had one goal, and it was against Luton, the worst team in the league. But his, you know, his XG is three. Have you watched so him? Like it, have you watched any of the games? So I he have. had like that, what? He had the... Yeah. <clears throat> the chance from two yards away that he skied because he just like flung his leg out instead of taking it with the inside of his yeah. boot and he's had some chances he looks dangerous but he hasn't yeah. he hasn't capitalized on the chances that he's had so it's hard to bring him in but it is the situation where it's like you may as well keep him so that when he does bang and he will you know we know he will eventually this season hopefully he gets it sorted out soon uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where it's hard to watch, especially with the yellow well, cards of, uh, with Descent and all that. It's like Well, we're on. really similar because I'm at 3 million as well. Um, I had 71 points this past game week. The average was 72. The top 10K average was also 72 about, a little bit higher. So that's kind of interesting. Um, my game week rank, though, even though I was right on the average, was 5 million. Yeah. So it was a very condensed week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm not too worried. And then my overall rank is just under 3 million. But I'm not wild carding because I look at my team and I look at their fixtures 
And I, I see, you know, Jackson against Bournemouth, Holland, obviously. Uh, you know, I still have Chilwell, Udogi, who a lot of people are trying to bring in. Gabriel finally started, so he's like a question mark for me. It's like, do I really need to get rid of him right now? And then, you know, like this is what's been really hard for me this year is I've been making, for the most part, really good transfers. Like I brought in Madison. He scores a goal. Yes, I took out Martinelli. He got an assist, but still a goal is better than an assist. And then like Foden, you know, I've brought him in. Granted, he didn't play as much against Sheffield, but he still got a four-pointer, and then he gets a five-pointer against Fulham. It's just like you said, guys like Embuemo, guys like Matoma, who, you know, I had in my initial teams have just continued to just dominate, especially Embuemo. Um, I think that'll change a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been it's been tough and I'm not going to wildcard just yet. I'm still targeting game week nine. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, how many points did you end up with this week? So I ended with 67 game week rank okay. of 7 million. So bottom, I don't know, 75%. There's almost 10 million yeah. players now, but like, this year. Okay. have you seen some of the, the like tweets about how the, like, I can't remember what the exact number is, but there's like 50 guys or 50 teams in the top 100 that are all managed out of like Indonesia or something like that. And it's like <laughs> that's weird. one person created hundreds and hundreds of different accounts and has just basically spammed like all the different possible combinations and used all their chips. So things will, things will even out, but like my team basically, you know, I captained Holland as everyone did. And that's probably why, you know, even though we had quite a number of points scored and you were right on average that we're still in like yep. the very high game yep. week rank. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't have players like Mbumo who um, played well. Right. And yeah. um, some of those other guys who are highly owned, who, who performed well and the, the man United assets are, are coming on now. I think Rashford and Fernandez both got returns right or no fernandez didn't oh return, fernandez didn't just rashford, just rashford. yeah so yeah. like those players who i had rashford originally in my squad but i moved him out immediately because mm-hmm. man you look so bad but in the last two game weeks he started to perform so it's like i needed to hit that that reset button um yeah just to move in yeah, some yeah. of those higher owned guys and provide coverage moving out my brighton assets because they're just a bad team and they will never be good, and none of their players will yeah. ever be in the top ten through the first five game weeks. I guarantee it. Let's let's do that. Let's do the bet check, and then we'll do <laughs> league. So as of right now, there are four Brighton players within the top ten. Um, so that's not looking good for you. It's still early, still early, but we have a stupid a Stupinian at number four, March at number three. But to be fair to you, I brought in March, so he's going to continue to suffer. Aha, suck it. Uh, Ma- Matoma at number ten, and then Ferguson at number three. He shot up out of nowhere with his oh yeah game. That so that really screwed me in this bet because March I don't think is going to score any more than like two in the next game. Uh, Stupinian is the only player I was worried about in terms of finishing in the top ten, and then Ferguson goes and bangs a hat trick. Although I think he has an injury now, so maybe he won't play in the next game. But even if he scores. Um, or if he doesn't, if he blanks, like we need some big performances out of a lot of other forwards to drop him out of the top ten. So basically, well, maybe, if, maybe if Jackson didn't keep kicking the ball over the net from two yards, yeah, he'll be good. 
Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. But I, what is my punishment for losing this bet? Did we decide that? Uh, we'll have to go to Bobby Love for that. We'll ask Bobby Love what. The okay. Is. Yeah, we'll check the yeah. check the Discord. Oh, by the way, uh, apparently Gaz reported my team name, so Dick City is no longer Dick City, <laughs> oh, which is a, another huge buzzkill situation. But. <laughs> Uh, so they don't boot you, though. You just have to change your name. You have to change your name, but it says, like, under... When you go to change your name, it says under the the little, like, mm-hmm. text entry field, it says, if you have multiple infractions, you could get banned from the game. So I don't want to get ah, banned. okay. So I changed my team name to Platano Pequeño, which means, like, small banana in Spanish. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying <laughs> to get around their, their filtering algorithms by going the Spanish route. So yeah, um, Platano Pequeño FC is my team name now, and hopefully Gaz yeah, will report that because that was a uh, not cool Gaz. Yeah, I feel like that's acceptable. Also, like who really cares, right? Like that's the funny thing. But you know, so it so it is. So let's do leagues, and then we'll talk about the wild card a little bit further. It's going to be a short week this week, anyways. So. Um, with leagues, I'll do pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin spice league. Uh, wait, if you want to do wait. league dive, did you know pumpkin what? spice is back? Yeah, I did. We haven't know. talked about that. It's back. I know. It's been back. It's been back. How many have you um, had so far? I've had zero because it's always too hot what? here. Yeah. Well, now that, you know, I did text the Discord group. Now that I'm moving to Asheville, I'm just going to be pumping pumpkin spice in my veins 24-7. I can't wait, you know. Uh, fall weather, change changes of leaves, you know, girls in boots. It's going to be great. It's everything I'm looking forward to. Um, you like girls in boots, Jake? Yeah, you're, I'm just being You're sarcastic. moving from Florida, the beaches of Florida. <laughs> Yeah, it's like not. It was ninety nine degrees yesterday, or feel sorry ninety four, but it was feels like ninety nine. And I was like, should I go play soccer at five p.m.? And I was like, nah. So um, I'm excited for the weather. I'm not. I'm not moving till the new year, so I'm gonna move like in the dead of winter, which is sad. But I guess just jump right in. Yeah. So. Well, the 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 winters in North Carolina are pretty mild, right? They're not like Wisconsin winters. They're mild to me. To the wife. Hard to say. Okay. I'll be the. We'll see how that thing. goes. Good luck. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, so we'll do. I'll do the pumpkin spice uh, league, um, the PSL Super League. So in number five we have repeal term nine, Bobby Love. Uh, I think his team name also had to get changed. Yeah, I think Gaz also um, uh, reported Fleckin' the Bean, so he's no longer Fleckin' the Bean. What is uh, his team name? I didn't catch it. Uh, repeal, repeal term nine. So I'll have to look into that. That doesn't even make um, sense. That's a nothing thing. Well, yeah, I, maybe it's a, I don't know. I'll have to look into what term nine is. Number four, Holland and Oates, George Kenny. Number three, bleak team on paper, Frank um, Sherman. Number two, Saka White Rice, uh, Marvin Andre, and then number one, the Bifecta, Andrew um, Mwangi. What a great game week by him. Um, I'm just going to look at his how many How many quick. points did he have? He, he had 92. Wait, why didn't it come up? Okay, oh, so 92 points. Just a point about people who had good game weeks this past week. Not, not Taking nothing away from his performance. So our buddy yeah. who rosters uh, all of the American players in the EPL and then 
some other random players of his choosing. He scored 98 points this week. I think he had he had Tim Ream. He had some other big performances from some well, other Matt like Matt Turner probably. With oh the yeah, clean. Matt Turner with the clean like all the Americans came through this past week and he scored 98. I think his over or his game week rank was like 100,000 or something. So I also am encouraged by that where the yeah. guy who doesn't even pay attention to this game and just has a bunch of random Americans on his team did extremely yeah. well and is is in third in our, our our little friends league so it's still even i mean obviously andrew his team's a little bit more settled he's got alvarez bowen and trent who all got returns which was key so that's good um he also has sterling who had a huge game week last week so he probably had sterling for that that's why he's up he's only he's only four hundred and eighteen thousand right now so like again Everybody's pretty close. It's early. Don't get too stressed out. All right, you want to do League Dive real quick? All right, League Dive. <laughs> we got the baby wanting to announce the, the top five. We got Let FC FC Dre, managed by Leaky. Uh, in fourth place, we got the Bifecta. So there's Andrew again in League Dive showing up in top four. Uh, in third place, we've got Team Name. So uh, Jamie Scott must have had his... Uh, name change perhaps and he went with a boring one so he wouldn't have to change it again second place we got top of the potch managed by paul worthington and then in first place right now we've got yaboa constrictors managed by harry jackman what a great name nice i'm gonna just give a quick update for the head-to-head league you're actually in first by the way oh let's go three three teams tied with a three and one record it's a pretty even league right now no team is uh undefeated and no team hasn't won a game yet i'm right in the middle at two and two but uh you i'm in third place well you're you're tied but it it goes to points for the the tiebreaker of the top three is i'm in last of the top three well well hard to say i I appreciate you trying to build me up but i just want to be real i am not in first place (laughs) all right well you're tied for first in a way uh thomas bracken frank and you are all three and one so congrats there that league's always fun i like that because you can kind of have a bad week but still like when you're when you're weak yeah um Okay, so let's let, we'll we'll skip the break. Um, let's jump right in. Let's talk about the wild card. Do you want to talk about a little bit of advantage versus disadvantage slash why you pulled the trigger, or do you want to just go right into like what your team looks like right now? I kind of mentioned not having some of those high owned players that are performing pretty well. So Mbuma was one of the players that I really wanted to get into my squad. I wanted to move out some of the the dead weight from my team that I had selected originally and hadn't been performing well, like Gabriel. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of my thinking. And trying to get out ahead of some of the price changes and the price rises was also my motivation. Yep. I I think that's a good one. I really wanted to make sure that I was, like, capitalizing on some of the value that I earned in players but also get on players before they like become unattainable because of their price so right now i have i still have Chilwell and saliba but i brought in Trippier because their their run of fixtures looks good for newcastle and he okay. has the best underlying statistics of all their defensive players like you yeah. could go dan burn or fabian char as as more budget options but looking at their underlying statistics like you have to basically count on clean sheets for those players so i'd much rather you know try for the attacking return so trippier's in the team he's a little bit more pricey so i had to make some make some concessions mm-hmm. elsewhere 
I have currently have Anthony Gordon because he does look very dangerous. <laughs> he is also 5.5, so he's like pretty cheap. But I don't know how I feel about him in general. I think he looks, he kind of looks like a cross between Draco Malfoy and Gabe from The Office. So that makes me not want to select him. And he's also, he seems like a douche. Like, I don't, he could be the nicest guy in the world, but he seems like a douche. Um, yeah. Also former Everton players, so that kind of taints things for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. I still have Sala, which is not recommended by the, the FPL review, like, wildcard solver. I have Mbumo and Madison now, and I still have Sokka. And then I brought in Julian Alvarez, so to pair with him and Holland. So I'm, I'm kind of betting on Julian Alvarez as being the player to 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 be like the second secondary option for Man City. I don't know if that will work out. It'll probably be like Pep Roulette where he won't start the next three game weeks and he'll come on for a five minute cameo. Mm -hmm. I you know, I just want to capitalize on on some of the scoring opportunities and, and like the fixtures. The next three fixtures are looking pretty nice for Man City. So there's yeah. there's gonna be some banging happening from the, the city side of things. And, I don't. I don't yeah. hate that team. Who's your third forward? Who'd I you say? I brought an archer, so archer, Cameron yeah. Archer. Uh, <laughs> watching the game this past weekend, um, Sheffield, when they went up against um, Everton, he he had a goal and then he had another shot that was hilarious. It came off the post and hit Pickford in the back and then <laughs> it went in. Um, yeah, but he's currently four point five and as a starting striker, like. I'm happy to take that on and sit him on the bench and rotate him in if, if, if need be. But like, I think given his opportunity and how he looked, he's the best kind of budget forward option. So I generally try to have uh, a couple budget players on the bench just to put most of my, my value into the team and not, not on my bench players. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a smart move. Um, there's a lot of cheap forwards available. Like, there's also, um, I'm going to butcher his name, but Semenyo from Bournemouth has 13 points, and he's played every game. He has one goal and one assist. Um, also, Edward from Crystal Palace looks good. He has uh, he had two goals against Wolves this last game, so he's got three goals total, and he's five and a half. So, yeah, a lot of forward options. I do agree. I it wasn't really a question written in, but I wanted to talk about the number one city player aside from Holland. And I think Alvarez is it, right? Like he looks good. He's getting in dangerous positions. Um, overall, his XG is two. He's got two goals. Makes sense. Uh, XA is three. His XA is a little bit lower, but again, he plays for city and FPL kind of benefits the assist situation. So I like him. They have pretty good fixtures with like home, home forest wolves, um, and then it gets a little bit tougher, but it's City, right? So I like I like that shout. I like that team. A Gordon, I don't think is a bad pick. Uh, it's tough because of the whole Barnes situation, but it seems like Gordon right now has it locked in, and obviously Newcastle's fixtures change. So yeah, I like that. And the, then the only thing that I'm concerned about is the rotation with um, um, Champions League Champions coming up. League, yeah, I think they got a pretty tough group too. I don't remember exactly what the draw they was. They but did. They... Yeah, I think it's Dortmund, uh, AC Milan, and then another decent Marseille. Team. I think something like that. Does that sound right? It's a French team, but I don't. Maybe okay. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Well, so that's like what I'm worried about is just that the rotation could take effect. And right now, it's looking like Gordon on the left, and then Isak 
uh, as the striker is like the rotation that they're going with, I guess. Mm. I could go Almiron. I think he's a little bit more expensive, but Almiron I think is a little bit more locked. But with Barnes and Wilson as the like second string players, what I've seen from Newcastle, I've watched a few of their games this season so far, and it looks like pretty formulaic like 60 70 minutes in they start rotating players and Isak comes out for Wilson and Gordon comes out for Barnes I just hope that they don't like flip that if they have some easier league fixtures and some tougher Champions League fixtures and they're like well we're gonna field our strongest 11 against AC Milan um that that just worries me but at like I said at 5.5 you can't go wrong with that price. The only thing that worries me is there are so many cheap midfielders who are performing well. So, like, players I like include Bowen, and even Sterling at 7.2 is a, is a decent shout. Um, I haven't had Matoma all season because I got to, you know, die on the hill of Stick bright players yeah. aren't going to perform, but that's coming back to really bite me in the ass. I think even Ward Prowse is a is a decent shout. Um, yep. Looking at some of those mids, and all those all those guys are between, you know, six and seven thereabouts. Um, so it's like, do I can I justify the point five to get one of those guys in the team or one one million off my budget? Um, that's kind of where I'm at, and I think things will change a little bit more. Do you? So do you think Madison is the way to go with the Spurs players like? I, I know do Sun had a, a crazy performance, yeah. and a lot of the the transfer solvers are saying Sun, but I don't know if. Um... So here's my here's my take on it, right? So I'm not wild carding. I did make my move, and I'll explain why, which I really didn't want to do, but I moved Fernandez to Sun. Uh, I had point seven in the bank. Fernandez had dropped to eight point four, and Sun had already gone up to nine point one. So I was nervous. I didn't want to miss out on that boat. And I really like Fernandez again, underlying good, but I just don't think he's the man United player. I want long-term. Although again, a lot of people are arguing. Yes, he is. He just seems like he's going to be underperforming again this year. Uh, it could change. I could be wrong. He's... And honestly, Brighton's defense hasn't been good, but I just, I'm going to kind of like make, switches for the next couple weeks short term so sun against sheffield at home is like a short-term punt i could even go back to fernandez or rashford next week because the rest of my team's fine um i don't love doing that but with with wild carding in game week nine i don't see why not yeah it's kind of my argument that makes sense Uh, that's like good perspective to have and i never have that that long-term strategy of like I know I'm going to wild card in this game week so here here's the strategy that I employ the next few game weeks knowing that I'm always like week by week or maybe look ahead one week and that's why I'm not a very good FPL player where I just I can't invest enough time and energy to like plot it all out on a map but so Jim hopefully Jim gets on the podcast in the near future and he can talk about like the next 10 game weeks. Cause he'll be like, all right, you're going to move this guy to this guy game week, seven game week, eight, you're going to hold, you're going to bank a transfer. You're going to play your chips. And that's just not how I play. But I, I think that sounds, I mean, the, the logic is sound for me. Hopefully that works out for you, Jake. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be weird because Spurs have Arsenal the next week. So it's like, do I just go right back to Man United or not? We'll see. I, I definitely am 
probably next week going to consider Alvarez in for Jackson at some point. Um, that's another one that I think having like the triple up for Man City doesn't hurt. They're all just doing really, really well. Uh, we'll see. Um, Jackson still has great fixtures, though, so I might do a double swap and try to get uh, Pedro up to Alvarez and keep Jackson until the wild card. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options. Like you said, everyone's doing pretty well. I mean, you look at the midfielders, like you said, there's, there's like, literally, like, 20 guys within, you know, 10 points of each other, all with 20-plus points. I mean, like, Neto at 5.5 has 20 points right now on the season. He's one point below Foden. Like, I don't think that's going to continue. Could be completely wrong, but I don't think it's going to be continued. Um, so I think the midfield is the toughest pick as of right now. I like your forward line. I like your defense. Who did you go with in goalkeeper? Did you get rid of Pickford, I'm assuming? Yeah. <laughs> I got rid yeah, of Pickford. Okay. Um, so I went to 4.0. So I have Turner and I had Ariola. So I'm just keeping him. Um, okay. I really just want to keep That's interesting. I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, and that if that helps you with your team structure, I think Turner's going to be really good for the whole season. Like, he could be a starter. I think Forrest are surprisingly doing okay, and save points are such a huge thing. He has 16 save points, right? And, like, Leno is in almost first with save points. Areola has a lot of saves, so I don't know. I, I really could – goalkeepers, I could care less. It, that's the way it always seems to be with goalkeepers is a 4.5 or, you know, maybe even a 4 this year is going to be the best one, so – I, I like all those things, but I do. I would agree. Madison, I think, is the most important Spurs player for the season. I think he's going to continue to do well as long as he doesn't get injured. Uh, should we talk a little bit about Arsenal, or do you want to wrap it up? We didn't really mention Arsenal at all. What would you like to talk about in with regard, like how that win was just like got you fully torqued? <laughs> No, I, I mean, it did get me fully torqued, but you have no Arsenal attackers, it sounds like, on your wild card, right? Are I have Sokka. No? I have Sokka in my mid. Sokka. Okay, you have Sokka. So okay. that's my coverage. I I mean, that's an interesting point. Like, Gabriel Jesus is coming back, right? And he, he looked very good when he came on for his, his brief stint mm-hmm. against Man U. Um, I mean, I would love if... I would love if I could afford... a. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, but it's just not in the in the cards based on my team structure. Yeah. I wouldn't go there. I think Saka makes sense, and I th- I could even see an argument without going any Arsenal. Their offense hasn't been that impressive. Thanks, Kai Havertz. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. He <laughs> I don't, whiffed, didn't I don't he? Know if, it was that in the Man U yeah. game. He had like that clear chance, and he just took a swing and completely missed the ball. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool that he gets paid a lot of money to do that. Um. <laughs> All right, I think we covered like most of the top teams and kind of what we will. We'll have another pod next week, hopefully. Maybe we can get Jim on since he likes to plan out ahead. Hopefully, I'll be done with this cold. I will be in Europe, oh, so we'll have to try to figure that out. But what we'll, part of we'll Europe? Barcelona or Scunthorpe? I'll be in Scunthorpe. Oh, nice. <laughs> I will not be in Scunthorpe. No. Uh, so I will be in Marseille, actually. Oh, and that reminds me, the team that Newcastle's playing is not Marseille. It is uh, PSG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that is a yeah. tough group. So maybe they'll that just That is a tough group. They'll just phone it in and they'll be like we're going to play all of our 17-year-olds <laughs> in the Champions League just to get them experience. That's what I hope for Newcastle cuz I'll probably be bringing them in soon as well. And I like the Trippier shout and I I don't know, we'll see if I can afford a forward, but if not, I like the midfielders. 
So, yeah, it's funny, too. Man City had a great group. We we'll, don't want to talk about it too long. But Le- Leipzig, uh, this team that I can't pronounce, probably from Serbia. Cervania, Zvezda, and then Young Boys. So, yeah, must be nice, Man City. Must be nice. All right. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Uh, support us on uh, Patreon. We have our website, divefpl.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you know how... I posted a, a video on our on our Discord for our Patreon subscribers? Yeah. Did you watch that one? I did watch it. Yeah, Pretty great. Yeah, great. So. A great added benefit of joining the Patreon is one video over the course of five years of us doing yeah. non-FPL things. Who knows? Maybe I'll have some videos of Europe and add it in there. I'll, I'll, you'll have to figure out where I am in Europe. It'll be like, like where's Jake Scavenger Jake? Hunt? A Jake Scavenger And then hunt. a bunch It'll of people great. show up and they're like, let's talk FPL. Because in Europe, yeah. isn't it just like you can take a train and go anywhere? Yeah, basically. Uh, you, you just, just take hop a on train a train. And- yeah, I'll be in Russia, then I'll be in, like, Uzbekistan. I don't even know what's part of Europe and what's not, obviously. No, I'm kidding. Um, I do want to do a trip to England at some point with all the guys. We'll have to figure that out. But remember, the Patreon is supporting Nick to pay a nanny so that he can go to Europe and have fun with the boys. So it's really important that you guys keep up your Patreon, get new subscribers, retweet us, hashtag, interact, you know, we're, we're family guys. I, I have two cats. Nick has two babies. It's it's hard. Life's hard. Oh, yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, we're also on uh, Twitter, Dive FPL, Insta, The Art of the Dive. Uh, we'll get this podcast out to you on all of the platforms. So listen up and we'll get something out next week. Cool. Sounds right. good. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>